Have you heard of COVID shame? If you've talked to someone who's tested positive for COVID, it's, man, it's scary. Along with the obvious health implications, a lot of people wonder if friends, family, or employers will view them differently now. And those fears are causing people to keep their diagnosis a secret. Such fears may be irrational, but a study finds COVID shame is likely keeping some from reporting their infections to people when they may have come in contact with. Uh, I know lots of people who live their lives on social media, but when they get the COVID diagnosis, that's, they go dark. They that. go dark. Yeah, they do not I, post I, that. I just taught my daughter was talking to one of her friends on her phone last night and her friend a few months ago had gotten COVID and I hadn't spoken to her friend in a while. You know, just. I speak to her when when they're on the phone and they're FaceTiming and mm-hmm. I happen to walk in. So I said, hey, I haven't seen you, you know, FaceTime since uh, since COVID. How are you doing? So I'm always curious of people who had it. I'm not, not I wasn't shaming her, but I was no, curious. I was like, you know, you have any any leftover mm-hmm. symptoms or anything? And she was saying her sense of taste was just coming back. Oh, um, that's good. That's coming back. Yeah, I was like well, a lot of people. Good. Yeah, because I know another lady who it's been like six or seven months and she still doesn't have taste or smell back. And she's like, it's the weirdest thing in the world. It's very difficult yeah. to deal with. So My niece's I, 14-year-old friend doesn't have taste or smell back yet. And she long, got it in July. It's a long-winded way to say, I'm just curious to know how, how did it affect you? Because it affects so many people in so many different ways. Some people are, you know, they're in the ICU. And other people are like, yeah, it was like a head cold. I stayed home for a day. It's and hit my sister, in Sarah, so hard. And... She, even though she's been sleeping like 20 hours a day, mm-hmm. she's like, she already asked her school, like, what's, what's the next plan for me? And it's getting a negative test. And I, yeah. she heard, I didn't have to be the one that told her that some people test positive for like six weeks no kidding. after. Mm-hmm. Such a weird illness. Isn't it is. It? So anyhow, if you've had it, uh, maybe people are, at, maybe people are like me. They're just, they're curious. They want to a know how you're doing. Cause they're genuinely concerned, but then B it's such a weird illness that, that people are curious about it. So apologies if anyone's taken that the wrong way, at least for me. Do you have a miracle baby in your family coming up? Cannot wait to tell you about this one. Hey, do you have a miracle baby in your family? Maybe a later in life surprise or a pregnancy after a long journey with infertility? You are going to love this story. An elementary school PE teacher in New Hampshire gave birth to a healthy baby boy named Jack five years after the tragic loss of her teenage daughter, Molly, to an undiagnosed brain tumor. Hmm. And what makes this a huge miracle? Get ready for this. Barbara, the elementary school teacher is 57 years old. When you're in your 30s and first starting out, you're piled with worries about everything. Career, paying the bills, finding daycare, being a good parent, balancing it all. And now I just feel like what's important is quality time together and loving one another and hanging out and enjoying the quiet times. She said staying active really helped her get pregnant. Hmm. And she's kept, she kept weightlifting until the day before she gave birth because she wasn't due for a whole month later. Yeah. So she just thought it was a normal day. Like, I'm just going to go lift my weights. And then she had the baby the next day. Hmm. She's thrilled her surviving daughter, Gracie, will have a baby brother now. What a great story. That lady, 57 years old? Yeah. And she had a baby. It's amazing. Wow. That is that is something. Do you, do you have any stories like that of a surprise or a miracle pregnancy? Like you thought you guys were done? And hello. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, sit down. I've got some news for you. Do you have a miracle baby story? April, we're talking about miracle babies or surprise babies. Do you have a good story for us? Yes, I do. So Let's hear um it. a few years a few years ago, 
My husband and I were told that I could not have any children, and we were still young, and we had decided that that was okay. We could have a healthy marriage, you know, without having any babies, and two weeks later, we found out I was pregnant with my baby girl, and <sighs> she came out healthy, and we had a wonderful pregnancy, and it was just truly God's plan. Oh, that is Aww. awesome, and how old is she now? She is two and a half. Love that story, April. That is so special. Thank you. And she's a handful. You said the magic word, two. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I remember with our kids, it's like a switch went off when, especially Kyle, our son, when he hit two, he went from this sweet, adorable child to just, (laughs) Oh, and she's so smart. Like, she's scary smart. Like, she's going to outsmart us faster than we realize. (laughs) What's her name? What's her name? Evelyn. Evelyn. Oh, what a sweetie. Well, thanks for calling. You guys sound like a great family. Thanks, April. Thank you. Thank you for all y'all do. We're talking about miracle baby stories. We had some friends one time, couple, they, um, they had a total surprise. I mean, this is how big of a surprise pregnancy it was for them. Uh, she went to the emergency room with stomach pains. Like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. well, I'm, I think my appendix burst or something. And, you know, she goes to the emergency room and they're like, uh, you are in labor. You're having a baby. And she was like, what? She never stopped wearing her regular clothes. Mm-hmm. No, no, I mean, she had none of the signs, at least not outwardly, that she was pregnant. I remember the first beautiful baby girl. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever heard of that happening. It was my friend Stephanie. I was like, no. Nuh-uh. And she's like, no, really? I had no idea. I'm like, what? And now you hear, once you hear it once, then you hear the story many, many times. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite miracle baby stories is my friend Mary Louise Fitzgibbon. She and her husband Jim had this awesome set of twin boys. And she, I think they were like six or seven years old. And she went for like an annual checkup to her OBGYN. And the doctor was like, are you done? And she's like, oh, yeah, we got our twins. We are done. She's like, we've given away the all the car seats and baby cribs and everything. We are done. And they, the doctor was like, okay, well, just making sure because, you know, based on your age, you know, you need to start thinking about this. She goes home to her husband. And she's like, are we done? <laughs> and they decided to pray about it and they started praying about it and a couple weeks later she was pregnant with her second set of twins wow and the second set was a boy and a girl so she's got three boys and one girl two sets of twins it's <laughs> a great story can you picture your child becoming a hero someday this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day good news Ben works at a grocery store in Illinois, and he's being hailed as a hero. He saved a baby that was strapped in a runaway shopping cart. A mom had turned her back for one second to get her other little kids into the minivan, and the cart started rolling downhill super fast. No kidding. And thank God another shopper was laying on their horn like, beep, 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 beep. And Ben, he was one of those guys, you know, collecting all the carts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He saw it and ran after it and caught the cart and the baby right before it hit a stop sign. No kidding. Save the day. He's a hero. Everyone's like, go Ben. They think they should name like a special day for Ben in his town where he lives. Mom was crying uncontrollably. The infant was laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs> I wonder, you ever go to the grocery store and they're like, please, no tipping? 
Yes. I wonder if they... Like, let that policy go for Ben. I would have I been, hope so. If, I, if, I, if that were my kid, I'd have been giving him a huge tip. He needs a reward, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Way, to, way to go, Ben. Oh, my gosh. I've had friends who have been put in Facebook. They call it Facebook jail, where they post something, and Facebook is like, you're not posting that here. It could be, like, something political or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they, they're yeah. put in Facebook timeout for, like, a week or something. Huh. And I've heard of people having their videos deleted. I've just been edited by Facebook. They just sent me a message. And this is like... You don't post controversial no, stuff. No, this is like... It could be children's content. And they're like, not on our Facebook. You're not going to believe this when I tell you what they've decided to edit that I just posted. We'll talk about it next. Do you guys know anybody that's been put in Facebook timeout or uh, Facebook jail? My, it happened to my friend on TikTok. She put her daughters on TikTok, which she does all the time. Uh-huh. And TikTok was like, nope. Can't Can't do that. And she's like, these are my children. And she had a petition to get it okay. back up. I posted a video on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta Story. Mm-hmm. I got a message from Facebook. Sorry, that ain't going to fly. And it's because it had the Peanuts theme underneath of it. My mom, years ago, got us this dancing Snoopy thing. It's a, a thing that you hit a button and it starts dancing. Mm-hmm. And it's Snoopy dressed up like the Easter Bunny. Oh, cute. And we just got it out last night, mm-hmm. you know, decorate for Easter or whatever. And I put it on the floor and hit play so we'd start dancing. I wanted to see how the dogs would react to yeah, it. Yeah. And my dogs are like, they're in stunned amazement. They don't do anything. They just sit there with their ears up, heads tilted. Oh, I can't believe they didn't attack it. So I post this video and then Facebook says, sorry, we had to edit the audio out of five seconds of your video because it's copyrighted. So it starts, Uh. the video starts and you hear, and then all of a sudden, nothing. And then it comes back. (laughs) It's kind of like people aren't allowed to say like, are you ready to rumble? Stuff like that. I think it's like this song is so iconic. Why did they let the beginning play, edit the middle, and then the end play? I have no idea. Does the video look weird now? Because it's chopped. It doesn't have the same effect without the music, right? It's kind of like right. watching a movie without the soundtrack. So, yeah. But then Instagram, Instagram just said, we're having none of that. They took it down. They took down really? my video on my dogs with the dancing Snoopy bunny. Wow. So far, so far Twitter still has it up. Maybe I should try to put it on the Kevin and Taylor page and we'll, we'll see what happens. No, no, don't draw Facebook's attention to us. <laughs> we don't need that in our lives. Okay. Please don't. Right. don't need- I, 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 I admire your scientific no, no, no. desire for experimentation, but please don't. Don't, don't poke the Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, please don't. We need every follower we right. can get. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> Have you ever had a baby boom like at your church or at your office where you work coming up? There's something in the water at this place. Ever had a baby boom at your church or your office? Oh, yeah. It's so funny. Everyone there jokes. There must be something in the water. water. Uh, We'll check this out. Over 30 labor and delivery doctors and nurses at a hospital in Alberta, Canada are all pregnant at the same time. Wow. And this ended at 30. Yeah. Doctors and nurses. And it ended up being such a lifeline during the pandemic because, you know, a lot of these women, they they could support and encourage each other through a time where they couldn't be close to family because of the lockdown. So here's the deal now. There are 16 nurses and four doctors pregnant right this minute with due dates from now through the fall <laughs> and another 16 labor and delivery nurses that are on maternity leave because they just gave birth. <laughs> and uh, the labor and delivery unit staff, they say they're like a big family and they're thrilled that their kids are going to grow up together. So 
They all have each other. You should see the photo. All these babies. It's awesome. (laughs) Want to live a longer, healthier life? Never go to sleep when you're arguing with someone. Researchers learned that how you deal with daily conflicts can seriously impact your health. When people resolve their issues immediately, the emotional fallout from the argument is almost totally erased. Everyone experiences stress in their daily daily lives, but um, you aren't going to stop stressful things from happening. But the extent to which you can tie them off, bring them to an end and resolve them has a huge impact on your well-being. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that Bible verse come to life. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. I thought it was so sweet. First thing this morning, Kev's like, hey, how's your sister doing? Because hmm. uh, I um, just found out over the weekend that my sister, Sarah, has COVID. She's the one who teaches um, kindergarten at a Christian school in Michigan. And she sent me an article when she got diagnosed that uh, transmission with kids under the age of 10 is up 140% in and Michigan. And that's who she hangs out with that's all her, day long. That's her hang. Those are that's her who, people. Yes, those are her peeps. And uh, she, I talked to her yesterday evening And I must have caught her at like kind of an upside moment because she sounded pretty good. She had been able to keep half of a banana down because she had been vomiting the whole night before. And um, but sounds like she had a rough night. She just texted all the sisters and she said um, her main symptoms are no taste and smell, Mm. extreme fatigue, on and off nausea and a, a constant headache. She said, I sleep about 20 hours a day. I don't have much energy. Wow. And mm. um, that's how she first mm. discussed. She thought she had a chest cold all last week. And then on Saturday morning, she had skipped dinner Friday night because she just wasn't hungry, no appetite at all. But she woke up hungry and she's like, I'm going to scramble myself some eggs. And so she starts sauteing pepper and onion and scrambling in the eggs and brewing her Keurig coffee. And she realized, I don't smell any of this. And then she tried to take a bite and couldn't taste it. And that's uh, when she knew, like, oh, this is not a chest cold. Yeah. But she's still waiting for her test results. She was not able to find a rapid test center where she lives. She lives in a pretty small town in Michigan. So she, they had told her at the pharmacy where she got tested three to five days. Um, hmm. So she's still waiting. But it's, you know, she's sure it's it. You know, it's COVID. Wow. But if you could keep praying for my sister, Sarah, she's got like uh, the kind of health history where she was the person I was most worried about getting COVID. Like her and my dad. Pre-existing health Mm -hmm. conditions and stuff. Yeah, exactly. uh, Definitely keep her. Sarah, right? Yes. Thank you. Coming up. Could this be the key to you having a long, happy, thriving marriage? Could this be the key to you having a long thriving, happy marriage. Couples who play together stay together, according to new research. They say playfulness keeps romance alive and helps reduce conflicts. It also cuts down on monotony and helps you build trust with each other. So what is playfulness? Surprising each other, going down memory lane together and creating new experiences. They say playfulness also makes you more attractive to your other half and that's one of the reasons playfulness keeps your marriage so strong so i keep telling my wife this goofy dance i do in our kitchen with my socks on uh i keep telling her this this is really hot you don't you don't understand (laughs) and she goes trust me (laughs) (laughs) 
It is the opposite of that. <laughs> she laughs. She likes it. They're saying the couples are, are happier and they're probably going to stay together longer uh, if they're playful with each other. Playfulness is uh, one of the keys to togetherness. So what do you think about that? What is a way that you and your better half are playful with each other on a regular basis? Hey, Daniel, thanks for calling, buddy. We're talking about playfulness in a relationship and that that, that helps you be happier and stay together. So what, what do you and your better half do? Well, we, we have a common goal. Anything that we can, any little funny comments or a uh, thing that we can say or whatever to gross our oldest daughter out. We, <laughs> we, we've started doing that a lot here lately. Like smooching in the kitchen or stuff like that? Yeah, we just celebrated our 11th wedding anniversary. Aww. And we got up and we cooked breakfast together that morning. I scrambled the eggs and she fried the bacon. So when our oldest daughter got back home, we was talking about how blessed we were and everything. And my wife looks at her and says, yep, your daddy still scrambles my eggs and I fry his bacon. And then she, I thought she was going to throw us all over the place. <laughs> so, so, That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> we, we try to come up with stuff, something at least every day. If we can make her gag, we have succeeded. That's awesome, Daniel. What a cute marriage. So glad you called. All right. Y'all have a good day. So it's interesting they're saying playfulness uh, will help you to have a better, happier marriage. I think that's more of a symptom. Like the playfulness, is a, it's not a cause. It's a, it's a symptom of you having a healthy, strong marriage. I know my wife and I, like yesterday, um, we went out on a bike ride together. And you guys know from listening to the show, I'm pretty serious about cycling. So, And she can't keep up with me on the bike. It's just not her thing. She doesn't ride as regularly as I do. So I got her an e-bike. It's a bike with a motor on it. So when she gets the, you know, gets the urge. So she was like, hey, are you riding today? I said, yeah. She goes, I'm going to take the e-bike. I'll ride with you. So we rode together for like an hour and a half. And she really enjoyed the uphill parts where her the motor kicked in and she was dusting me. Yeah, that's playful. I think it's kind of like a chicken and egg thing. Like it goes around and around in circles. The more playful and fun you are in your marriage, the stronger you are, the more you feel close, the more you work on your relationship, the more playful you can be because you're so in love with each other and you've forgiven each other for each fault that comes up each day, <laughs> which is what my husband Glenn has Many to deal with. Yeah. Well, every, every and, uh, spouse has it's to. so funny. You were talking about dancing in your kitchen with socks. Cause I'm, I'll never forget the day. My husband knew I was having an especially hard day and I came home and he had vented this robot dance and to this day, he won't do it for anyone but me. But it cracked me up so hard. It was so funny. It's, well, it's probably good because he wants to be taken seriously as a financial planner. Yeah, I don't think he'd want me to put that on social media or anything. Hey, for, for all of your retirement planning needs. Here's the, the robot, robot dance. Robot dance guy. <laughs> at what age do you think it is that you can, you can really say with full confidence, oh, yeah, I laugh at myself all the time. It, it takes a while to reach that level of confidence, I think. And my wife and I were both laughing at ourselves individually in the driveway last night. Um, here's what happened. Could not find the key to my car. I needed to get something out of my car, and the key was gone. Uh-oh. I'm turning the house upside down looking for the key while remaining pretty calm about the whole thing. And then my son, who had his headphones on, takes one off and goes, what, what are you looking for, Dad? I said, the key to my car. I can't find it. I'm losing my mind. I, don't, I, I can't find it. He goes, oh, I am so sorry. He reaches in his pocket and he goes, I had it. Now. 
I'm so oh. sorry. I was like, that's yeah, fine. I said, I'm, I found the key and I'm not losing my mind. It's a win-win. <laughs> so by that, I go out in the driveway to go to the car and retrieve what I was looking for. By that time, Tracy's out in the driveway looking for the key in the driveway. Because um, I'd, I'd come home from, wor- from work and she thought maybe I dropped it out there. And I said, hey, good news. Uh, Kyle had it the whole time. So I'm good to go. And she goes, wow, you handled that really well. And I said, thanks. And then she goes, yeah, because... And she goes, never mind. And I went, what? And she goes, <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm, I'm self-editing. I said, oh my gosh, the growth, growth curve between the two of us is great. I'm not yelling and screaming that I can't find the key. And you're not reminding me how I used to yell and scream if I couldn't find the key. There's no stopping us. What look is happening the, to you guys? Who so, are you? I don't even know you two so anymore. we both started That's awesome. laughing hilariously in the driveway. At, how after uh, oh, that's so awesome. 32 years of marriage, we're, we're starting to grow up. <laughs> this, is, this is great. Just in time for dementia. No, I'm kidding. I'm right, kidding. right, exactly. Well, and that takes us back to the lost key. Right. Okay, so I'm pinching myself because our producer Griffin and his wife Sarah, their youngest, is four years old today. No, How did that out. happen? I did, a picture of my Facebook memories just came up of Griff's headed to the hospital yep. for the birth of their daughter. Exactly. And, wow, four years ago. So now they have a five-year-old and a four-year-old, mm. and I guess they've they've determined. A disciplinary method that actually works. So maybe you can steal Mm. this idea from them. We'll talk about it next. So Griff, our producer's uh, joining us in the studio, and Taylor was just saying that you've come up with a fail-proof discipline method for your kids. (laughs) I'm I'm all ears. I want to hear this. You're really setting the bar high. (laughs) (laughs) This is what's working for us right now. You know, it's constantly changing. You find one thing that works, and then suddenly it doesn't work anymore. Right, they catch on. Right. So uh, (laughs) the latest thing that works for us to get our kids' attention, to get them to obey, is to take a toy away. Whatever their favorite toy of the moment is, mm-hmm. we take it away, we put in, put it in our closet, and they basically have to earn it back. They have to have however many good days in a row. Oh, we're talking days, not oh, like yeah. hours. Oh. We're talking days. Ooh, okay. At wow. least the next day, at the okay. very least. Which makes your life miserable until the next day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so our closet right now is full of toys. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of toys in there. And the funny thing is, Taylor, you know, today's my daughter's birthday, Eloise. She's four. Mm-hmm. Taylor, you got her a gift. Yeah. Yeah, did a, she open it early? She opened it early. Yeah, we let her open it. A and little... is it in the closet now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> A little baby doll. It's a little mini Cabbage Patch yeah. doll with a like a sand bucket it's and in, a it's ring. It's in timeout. It my toy, my gift has become punishment. Well, she was so excited about it. She was carrying it around all day yesterday because it was her latest favorite toy. Uh-huh. And she was... You know, we're having some issues, so we took it away. <laughs> oh, man. So she got to enjoy it for a couple hours. <laughs> Great. Could, it's like Aunt Taylor's the one that gives me these toys that I, get taken away. First, I couldn't love the story more. <laughs> because now you punish not, not only Eloise, but Taylor. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that's not why I got her the toy. I had so much fun shopping for that. Yeah. Because she was get she was going to get her first real Cabbage Patch doll, yes, and I didn't want to compete with that, so I was like, "Well, I'll get the little mini one that's kind of like more like a bathtub or pool <laughs> oh, yeah. toy." She loved it. Oh, good for a couple well, hours for, until she got it taken away. That's right. it's, it's, it's great. Toy prison. <laughs> oh, poor Taylor. What does she have to do to get it back? Be good. 
Eloise, for, be a good girl today. Right, give her a little pep Come on, Ellie Bell, you can do it. <laughs> Kids do catch on to those punishment things, though. Yeah. I don't know. There's a certain age where they realize that you are not going to turn the car around and go back home right. from like, <laughs> on vacation or something. They do. They hit that point where they know, oh, they're totally bluffing. <laughs> you are not going to believe what's happening to me right this minute. I need help. Um, <laughs> we all knew that. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I stuffed right in that one, didn't I? All right, something weird is happening to me. I'll tell you why I need help. Other than why I normally need help. <laughs> Just a minute. Do you go through life thinking, this could only happen to me? What in the world? Uh, that is me right this minute. Um, I'm wearing this dress that my sister uh, talked me into getting a couple years ago. We spotted it at TJ Maxx. And um, she's like, no, you could totally pull that off. And I'm like, really? So anyway, it's got uh, what's called bell sleeves, kind of like the equivalent of uh, flare uh, leg jeans, bell bottom jeans, but it's bell sleeves. And so I don't know what it is. It's got this like embroidery type stuff on the end i'm i'm handcuffed together the fabric somehow not look at that i'm like stuck i'm gonna need you to cut me loose because i don't know i don't know i've tried untwirling untwisting i don't know i you could try to replicate that a million times and you couldn't replicate it So what you're saying is you need my help to get on with the rest of your day yeah. Hmm. Possibilities are endless. <laughs> There's a pair of scissors right here in the studio. There's one little snip. Being Starbucks is next door. It's a little snippy snippy. You get a little uh, cold brew. Oh, great. So Kev. now you're going to. What is it? Is it black? Bribe me. Not blackmail. Bribe me. Bribery, into, yeah. Into getting help. I could always ask our producer to cut it's, me it's loose. It's either bribery or extortion. I'm okay with either one. <laughs> Bottom line is how, what are the chances that I would get handcuffed to my own dress? Your own shirt, your own top. What? I'm going to be worried every time I wear this. And which, which, as anyone who follows me on social media or knows me in person, my clothes are in high rotation. Okay, can we, like high rotation. Can we first put a picture of you? Handcuffed by your own dress on social media. Sure. And yeah. them will free you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So look Photo for that. Session look first. for that on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Oh, Twitter May- too? Okay. Maybe multiple times today. <laughs> <laughs> so hats off and a round of applause to uh, some quick thinking Paris police officers who uh, they saw a truck and they thought something's odd. Mm. Something's amiss. To check this out. So they pull over this truck, and there are three people inside, and they find out when inspecting the truck that it has a big, huge, like hundreds of stolen sets of Legos. No way! Yep. Like the big, fancy, expensive ones that cost like over a hundred bucks? Or just like. Kind of Legos. They got all kinds of Legos in the. Those things are hot items. Here's the, the statement The Lego community. Who knew there was a Lego community? The Lego community isn't made up of just children. There are adults who play with, collect, and swap and sell Legos Mm -hmm. on the internet. And we've had people complaining about break-ins to their homes and to their toy shops and people making off with the Legos. That is so wild. But here's no here's the wild part about it. The three the three perpetrators, they then start talking because they're like, hey, we we've got more information that can help you. If you go easy on us, they're like, we're all ears. Start talking. They're part of a gang, like of 
Like the Lego mafia? Yes, who are going around (laughs) Europe stealing Legos and then selling them on the internet. It's so funny because I'm reading a novel about stealing art, you know, when Nazi Germany was taken over. If it happened today, if we had World War IV, the prized possessions would be... We got their Lego sets. Legos, Air Jordans, (laughs) and iPhones. That is so funny. I only know how expensive Legos are because I'll go to buy them for, Mm -hmm. like, friends, kids, for, like, birthdays and stuff. And I'm like, oh, whoa, okay, that's out of my budget. Let me scroll (laughs) to the cheaper sets. (laughs) It's wild how much you can spend on Legos. So, well done, Paris police, Police Department, for... Bringing to justice this gang of Lego thieves. (laughs) Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.